Herald of Steel beckons. War on the horizon. Chaos reigns supreme. But who will save us? Beckons of the Herald of Steel is a 5th edition homebrew campaign. It is a high fantasy and old school flavored campaign run by me, the young Rognard, and my friends. Let's meet those friends now. I am Anthony Santiago, and I'm playing Norhill Hammerstone, Dwarven Fighter. I'm Jared, and I'll be playing Jarzak, the Orc Warlock. I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Klika, the Goblin Sorcerer. I'm Veronica. I'll be playing Anton, the Human Cleric. While many prophecies are written, our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. You're here with Grognard, the young, the young Grognard. I'm not going to continue that sing-songiness, but I will continue with our campaign. Beckons of the Herald of Steel in the adventure series, The Queen, with the first quest, Scraping the Barrel. Okay, so our heroes have found a bunch of spooky stuff going on in this town of Cooperford, and it seems like we may have reached the bottom of the barrel here. Oh, you're, you're getting it now? You're figuring it out? So after a bunch of strange odds and ends that are pointing to some sort of mysterious behavior with some sort of cult, including zombies, uh, we've got a bunch of spooky goat zombies. That's pretty, it's all just goat zombies. That, that's pretty much the most important part. That, and I, I mean, I guess there's some weird invisible men and people being trapped in barrels. But, you know, if that stuff interests you, go listen to the other episodes. But that aside, our wonderful adventurers have just split the party and decided to get to the bottom of some very interesting stuff. Our friend uh, from the bottom of the barrel, as it were, uh, told them about a bunch of strange activity with all the missing kids being actually friends who were connected um, for one reason or another uh, to this town. Apparently they had met some powerful friends here and were very dedicated to some sort of a group. Uh, the friend that they had managed to save, however, was not all that connected to this group. Uh, and he spoke of something that they mentioned, a, a grand betrayer of sorts. And then he mentioned that a woman named Alimia had trapped him in the barrel after she and supposedly a group had beaten him pretty senselessly after a night at the tavern. But speaking of a night at the tavern, Jarzak and Anton are there to now meet with Olivia to have a bit of a date night as Norhill and Klika are trying to make their way as quickly as possible, having dropped off their friend Gallus from the barrel over at the barracks. They had also gotten some sort of a sneaky tap on the nose kind of nod from the captain of the guard that maybe if a couple adventurers broke into a suit and cooperage at night to try to find some answers, maybe, just maybe, they won't get in trouble for doing the good thing. And so we leave in media res. Our friend Jarzak has a certain lady hand on top of his, and she looks up at him with a couple of dodo-looking eyes, and she says, so what'll it be? What do you want to drink, bud? Uh, uh... You have such soft hands. And she says, um, I wouldn't worry about that. She says, soft hands show a life of pleasure and a life of peace, she says, but we can figure out how much of that is true. Maybe later. And she looks over and sees your tankard and she says, ale? On a night such as this? Please. Uh, ale is only good for two things. Big guts and big burps. 
and I am looking for fun. And she looks over at Guillemin and she says, I'll have some spirits, elven spirits, top shelf. And with that, he starts looking around for the top shelf like an idiot. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's okay, but it's up. It's, it's the stuff by the, the what, top. Oh, I, 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 um, I, uh, uh, yeah, right, top. Yep, yeah, okay. So he walks over and grabs one off and nearly drops it. And he, like, reads the label in Elvish, but in, like, the most broken Elvish ever. Uh, and he brings it over to you, too, and pours a couple of small, tiny, like, almost, like, tiny micro champagne glasses that he, like, blows off from under there, hands them over to you guys. And she slides a single gold piece across, and she says, keep the change. And she looks over at you. She holds up with a tiny glass, which looks like a typical champagne glass in her hand. Meanwhile, you're holding a thimble between oh. your fingers. And she says... Yeah, just pinching it. She's, ew, ew. But she says, to good friends and whatever may else happen tonight. And she clinks her little glass. And she slugs that back like a like it was nothing. Uh, Jarzak just, it, in his mind, is just like, Oh, I gotta keep pace with her. I can't let her out drink me. And drinks just as fast as she does. It tastes almost like if somebody fermented lavender and lilac, and it's like this, like really, really pungent yeah. and flowery and like over the top taste. Yeah, and it burns and it's gross, but it's like a gross that you could see somebody making a career out of appreciating. Like it's got depth, but it's it's harsh, man. It, it's brutal. It's like getting weed whacked by a lilac bush. But either way. With that, she glugged it back like nothing happened, and she looks up at you and she says, well, you drink with such tenacity. Are we making a game of this? Something of a sport? Uh, no, no, it's uh, just I uh, thought that's how you're supposed to drink it. Well, as she kind of like tiptoes a couple of fingertips across your forearm, and she says, I guess we're both figuring out some rules tonight, she says, but rules are always meant to be broken. She says... Tell me, are you much of a bad boy, Mr. Orc? I haven't met too many orcs in uh, my day. Probably because most aren't allowed in the city because they're such bad boys. <laughs> so does that mean you're not a bad boy, you big idiot? Uh, no, no, like... Uh, <laughs> I'm just the baddest boy. Uh, yeah, I don't follow that rule. And so with that, she, her eyes light up with like a quick moment of fiery fury where she's just like, woo. And she's just like, oh yeah? Well, I know a place where we can hang out if you're um, looking to maybe see where the rest of the night takes us. I uh, remember you were hanging out outside that cooperage. There's a loft at the cooperage that I, uh, I tend to. It's a really quaint little spot. Enough room to move around if you know what I'm saying. Oh, so it's like a better time than this place? She looks around for a second and she starts to giggle and she says, yeah, I would say so. And I think, I think uh, you probably enjoy it a little bit more. She says, but I won't go anywhere without having two drinks. And so with that, she taps the table again. And she calls Guillemot over, slides another gold piece across. And she says, oh boy. And she says, another round. And he's just like, top shelf, the shelf on the top. And he just goes and grabs another. And you two clink them back. this time, bud. And with that, can I get a constitution saving throw from you? This is my strong suit, trust me. I hope. Uh, a nat 20. 
Damn. Yeah. So you, you find resilience as if the first one took the edge off and now you're able to like lean into the booze and you're like, I am the baddest boy. Hell yeah. <laughs> He's buying into his own hive. Oh, I just... <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> as I finish that one, I'm like, you know what, bud, we'll take the bottle to go. And so I'll that, he's like, give him oh, a couple gold. That that, okay, that's gonna be more than that. And he looks down at the couple of the pieces, and he says, "It's gonna be more than that." I know you're my friend, but I this business is not doing yeah, good. So the the deal with business is you tell me how much. You put down two pieces and assumed it was yeah. Enough. And if if that's not enough, then you let me know. Okay, it's not enough. How much is it? And then with that, the lady slides a platinum piece over and she says, trust me, this is more than enough. Do not insult my friend. Ooh, friend zone. Yeah, that's right. Don't insult me. Wait, what? Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Just slap him over the table. (laughs) Not going to do that. Either way. Okay, and so Anton heard all this stuff walking around with his uh, hack and slash for UNICEF box. Um... (laughs) <laughs> I like that. Um, and so you can see that they're getting up with the bottle and she steals the, the little tiny glasses and walks out and she starts leading Jarzak by the hand and like doing that Instagram girlfriend running, holding the hand in front thing and starts running out to the front door. And as they're running out the front door, Kalika and Norhill come walking right up to that door and you guys see Jarzak getting pulled away uh, in the direction of the Cooperage towards the bridge you guys had just crossed. And you can see oh, Anton yeah. slowly coming out the door too, being like, Uh-oh. "Unless Jar- Anton doesn't." Jar- did Jarzak see us, or did we just see him? Oh yeah, no, you guys saw each other. He got a crit on that twenty. He's at a moment of clarity. That elven spirit is just like zoom. <laughs> when Jarzak sees Klika, she gives him the uh, like check your breast sign. <sighs> <laughs> With that, um, <laughs> I was gonna say with that, Olivia is just like, oh goodness, I can't believe they like cattle in this street. Yep. Like, oh no. <laughs> um, okay, so what's the plan for the rest of the party? What are they gonna do apart from giving dating advice? I guess I look toward the other two, and I kind of wait till they're a little bit out of sight, and I say. Looks like we have to go over to the Cooperage. She mentioned oh. some possibly we got heinous things happening. We got Anton permission doesn't know to do crime him. there. We got permission <laughs> to do crime there. <laughs> just, just, a, just a permission slip that says... <laughs> just says can do a pass. crime. Yeah. <laughs> just made it up on the way over. Because like, um, I'm the mayor. <laughs> this says is mayor on it but this is giving me a shrinking feeling we should go after it's cause he's lawful good um it's like oh too much chaos <laughs> okay so what's the plan for keeping up I mean if we know they're going to the Coopers I don't think we should follow them within sight if we can help it Okay, if you guys would like, you can take an alternate route. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I don't think a lot of people are going toward the Cooperage at this time. 
Okay. And so at this point, you guys are trying to go the alternate route and head a little bit upriver and across the other bridge. And at this point, um, Jarzak, once you've made it close to the Cooperage, she stops for a minute and she says, oh no, I just forgot. Can you do me a favor? There's a lock. Yeah. There's a lock to get in this place, but I don't, I don't have the spare key. Usually the men I come with, sorry, when I come around here, I have the spare key on me, but we hide the key up and above the door on the inside. So if you could climb through the window and go inside, there's a spare key in there and it's right above the front door. So as she like walks over and points to in the moonlight, this one window on the side that even you remember from before is usually wide open. And even now it's still open. It's one of those like propped up windows just so that the sawdust doesn't, yeah. And so with that, she says, if you just climb in, the spare key is right on the top, right above the door frame. Can you do that for me? Why don't I just break the door down? Well, I don't want them to know that I come here at night. Oh. Boy, that, that's boy. fine. I thought you liked doing things bad, but apparently you play it safe. And I'll try and climb up through the window. All right, roll that athletics check. His oh, wait, yeah, this is the one I'm good at. You use this for swimming, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I got, a six, I got a 16. All right, solid. So you, again, powered by drunken confidence, you're like, sure, I can't swim, but I can fucking jump. And you're just like, yeet in there, like, just platformer style. And you're just like, blink. And you hop inside of there, and you walk about 10 feet over to the door. Did you want to, or are you going to do something else instead? This place is completely yeah, empty. Jarzak's going to open up that door. Okay. So you wander over and grab the spare key from the top, and you're going to lift yeah. the head. Yeah. Okay. And so with that, as you walk over to the door, can I get a perception check? Guys, splitting up the party is always the best choice, right? That's what Maybe. I heard. Also, when the We're DM level, sneaks what, the hint six? of like, oh, you guys, so that she doesn't see you, do you want to go the complete other way? <laughs> Anywho. Twelve. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. And so with that, you hear somebody take a step from the back left. As you, like, walk over to the double doors and go to open it, you hear on your left side behind you, you hear somebody, like, take a couple of steps in the dirt on, like, the hard floor, and you hear, like, that gravelly kind of footsteppy sound. And let's roll initiative, because you can hear somebody, like, grunt as they yep. take those couple steps. Turn and slug my axe. It's just a Limia like surprise. <laughs> but okay. So I got a five and a ten. I got a nine. Oh, sweet. So with that, um, as the person uh, makes that noise and you turn your weight to the side to go like see what's happening on the other side, a single mallet comes swinging down and clocks you from the right side instead, as if you only heard one of them. Uh, and it comes down with some level of fury, and it cracks you on the dome. What's your AC? 16. Ooh. Oh, and you're armored. I'll say you're armored. You're living the bad boy life. I know you. You're doing it. You're like, bad boys wear armor. And you take three points of damage as you get donked on the head by a mallet. Okay. Okay. Um, and now it goes to... Uh, the guy that was on the left. 
So the guy on the left in the first round of combat comes rushing up to you full speed. And what did you say your armor was? 16? Oh, he did damage to me, right? No. The secret yeah, yeah, guy he, on the he, side. The guy you didn't see. So, but I he just hit me, right? So can I uh, reaction hellish rebuke him? Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, it was in a surprise round. Are you able to do a re reaction in a surprise round? I don't think you're allowed it. I believe so. It's actions and bonus actions you don't have access to. Oh. But you can still use your reaction. I can, let me check real quick. That's wild. All right, so yeah. fire off the hellish rebuke then. As the... Hey. Uh, yeah, that's wackadoodle. So he just hits me and I just point at him, no! <laughs> you get dunked on the head and you're like, ow! Uh, uh, dexterity saving throw for that creature. Okay, so the guy lets out Whatever it is. with an 11. And that is a fail and he takes 15 damage. You said 15? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he's just incinerated. Is this fire damage? I believe so. So basically, this yeah, guy just damage. rushes up and dunks you on the head with his mallet, and he's like, swine! And all of a sudden, he's, and he's immolated and just falls to the ground, torched. And then the other guy just runs up with his club, and he's like, Rah! And so what was your armor class? 16, right? Yep. Okay, so I missed on that attack. So this other guy ran up, and you can see him. He's wearing dark vestments as well, which in the moonlight coming through the windows, you can see that. Now, Norhill, Kalika, and Anton can all see as they are making their way down to the cooperage that you see like a, a bright orange flame through one of the windows for just a second as if something just like torches up and goes out. But it like lights up the whole four room for just a second. And you guys are like 30 or 50 so feet away running around the corner. So why don't we have all you guys roll initiative now too? complicate the whole thing. Curious, can we see oh. Amelia from over here? No, there's no one named Amelia here. <laughs> but you can see Olivia coming right for you. <laughs> Olivia, Christ. Can we steer Olivia? No, she is she is nowhere to be seen. Dumb bitch. Okay. Fucking, don't talk about. Listen, I know Amelia deserves that, but Olivia hasn't done anything yet. Oh come on. You come on. All right. So what do we got? Anthony, what'd you get? Warp speed, so he got a four. Okay, so you're dead last. And then what do we got for Kalika? 18. Okay, so you're first, unless Anton's got something hot. 14. Okay, so it's going to go Kalika, Anton, uh, my guy, Jarzak, Norhill. Cool. So now you guys came around. I did that kind of out of order for things. So technically but, it's yeah, Jarzak's so, so, turn. Yeah, that guy just attacked me, so now it's my turn. Uh, Bingo. Uh, uh, and he's right up with me, right? Base contact. Okay, yeah, so I'm going to hit him with a booming blade. Okay. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, I'm working on it. Boy, what do you mean you're working on it? Uh... 20, not nat to hit? Miss. Yeah, no, you hit. Good thing I wore my plate mail today. And 
is going to hit me with another 15 damage and just end it. Is that what I'm about to see? No, that, that's six damage. Okay. So, yeah, you slam this guy with your axe. You said your battle axe? Yeah. Is it great axe, great axe or a battle axe? It is a battle axe. Okay. So you take a hefty swing at him and you chop him and he lets out a grunt in pain and he says, Ugh! he says, we'll end you. Come on, Gilmo. Let's get this guy. And so now, uh, did you have other actions you wanted to do? Oh, there's, Technically, a, there's another one for me to kill? Perfect. Jesus Christ. And with that, um, if you wanted to, you could use your free action and kick the door open behind you. I don't know if you wanted uh, to open the door or if you want to just keep it contained in the yeah. fun fest. Uh, so with my free action, instead of kicking the door, can I just open it like with the key? Not with the key. But technically from your side, you'd be able to open it without even using the key at all. Okay. Yeah, yeah so it'd be just opening it. I, I guess when I said kicking I it open, I, I meant the more action-packed I, side of things. But I already had this conversation that I wasn't going to break the door down. <laughs> He's like, just because I'm not getting laid anymore doesn't mean I'm going to give up my values. Jarzak doesn't know that. No, that <laughs> might not be true. Yeah, wait, she might have just been getting jumped by a bunch of ninjas. Now yeah, I'm going to get double laid because I saved her life. So I'll open the door and I'm just like, hey, there's a bunch of guys in here. Uh, I think they are trying to hurt you. And there's nobody you. there. And instead, you hear the rest of your group come running around the corner with hard uh, footsteps on cobblestone come thundering around the corner and you can see them like come to the entrance and you guys can now see that the door is wide open that Jarzak's got a dead guy on the floor still smoldering and another one getting ready to swing at him with another mallet Christ. guys I was trying to impress her what are you doing <laughs> she's not even here anymore you guys scared her off never forgives the party alright Kalika's top on the round you're about 30 feet away from the entrance and that guy and your jar sack. Mm. Uh, I think Klika is going to... Um, fast pace, fast pace. ...move so that she has line of sight on the guy and just pull out her light crossbow and attack him with that. Okay, you could have done it standing still too. Yeah, I, I know. I, I want to move like at least 15 fo feet closer. Fair enough. So you get a good running and... start, take a quick knee, and fire off a bolt. Yeah. Does a soft 20 hit? Still no. does, yes. Yes, okay. It still does. <laughs> Go ahead. Ooh, so... I rolled max damage, 12. Damn. Okay. So yeah, you shoot this guy square in the head, and he just falls to the ground dead, dropping the mallet before his body hits the ground. And so with a thunk... You guys land uh, flat to the ground. I mean, sorry, he lands flat to the ground like that. Um, and yet, initiative's still in play. Was there anything else Kaliko wanted to do? I can take the hide action as a bonus action. Yeah, you're also in the middle of the yeah. <laughs> courtyard here. Yeah. Just put puts her hands in front of her face. <laughs> I just see a couple like of a hands child. out in the middle of the courtyard. Just, I'm gone. <laughs> no one can see me. Um, okay, and so now it goes to Anton. There's really no sign of anyone else. No, not that you know of. You didn't even hear that guy yell about um, yell about a uh, what's it called a uh, Gilmo. Okay. 
Fast pace, Anton. Let's go. No, I want to. I want to cast light on. Shit, what am I carrying? I want to cast light on something just to get a better idea of looking around. Um, well, you're 30 like feet a away stick from or something. I mean, you're 30 feet away from in there. Is it a, is it a ranged spell light? Is it a 30 foot? Or is it's, it a it's a touch. It's a touch spell. I'm trying to think of something I could just like cast. I mean, you could pick up a cobblestone, like a random stone on the ground, light it and throw it. Yeah. If well, it looks like it's actually touched it 20 that. feet. Does that mean that it's a 20 foot radius? Yeah, of light. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So I'll so, pick up like a stone cast light and start running toward the barn and ask him, ask Starzak if he's all right, if there's anyone the else. Cooperage? The Cooperage is like a whole factory-sized place. Like, it's a big-ass place. Mm. Well, I mean, at least around the entrance where he is. Right, right. You said barn, and I'm like... You think this Sorry. is a farm? It's yeah. like I throw it at the cat. I've never been in a cooperage. I don't know. But, okay. So you run up to the door with the stone that's got light on it. Okay. And, I mean, Was standing I where you are. Did you see anything with my dark vision into the cooperage? Nope. No? Okay. As you guys are kind of slowly moving up to the entrance here. Um, and now it goes to... Uh, from the darkness, you hear a voice shout out from the far side in the back. You hear somebody yell out from behind some of the stuff, and it yells out, and he says, Why are you trying to ruin my life? I'm gonna fucking throw the rock at it. <laughs> and you hear a voice call out, and you hear another voice in the darkness, um, one come out, and it says, I'm not trying to ruin anything. She is going to kill you. She will kill all of you. Please believe me. And you heard the other voice call out again. He says, why are you taunting me with this? I found love. I will kill you. I will kill you, you ghost. Whatever you two are back there, she's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, motherfuckers. <laughs> Square up, bitch. So uh, that just like bangs his axe against his shield. <laughs> and you guys can hear the, the conversation go dead silent back there around the corner. And Gilmo says, ah! <laughs> <laughs> And then you just hear the voice from the darkness, the, uh, the invisible voice yell out again. He says, she doesn't love either of you. Believe me, she speaks only lies. And Gilmo just says, he says, she came to meet me here tonight, man. She loves me. She really does. And I'll kill anybody who gets in the way of my love. And all of a sudden, yeah, he she... comes wandering out from behind a big giant stack of barrels with what appears to be a heavy crossbow. And he comes like walking out to the line of sight. And he aims down lane at Jarzak. And he fires what appears to be a very emotionally tied uh, powerful shot. And what's her armor class? 16? Yeah, that that's weird because she brought me here with her. <laughs> yeah, 16. <laughs> a crossbow bolt comes whizzing through the air. <laughs> like, that's weird because it seemed like she was looking for some gray dick tonight. <laughs> Just yeah. shot for eight points of damage. And you're like, fuck. Oh, geez. Are we shot? Oh, damn. So, <laughs> I mean, for what it's worth, though, the cockiness of Jarzak being the best at everything, getting shot when he's like, oh, I'm sorry, bitch. I thought she came with somebody else tonight. And then you just get shot and dropped. In the 
I feel like that is the quintessential Jarzak moment of this leg of the campaign to be just that conceited about it. I, but yeah, I use so, my reaction to Hellish Rebuking before I die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. No, yeah, you could do that, couldn't you? Dexterity saving throw. God damn it. So as you fall to the ground, you're like, ow. I don't think you have the spell slot for that. Yeah, I have two spell slots. No, you at level one, you only have one spell slot. Are you serious? Ooh. Oh, yeah, you're a warlock, baby. Why? Damn. All right, yeah, no, I'm good. Ryan, for the save, you permanently have one extra spell slot. Every time you narc on him, I'll give you one. I don't Sorry. even need him, but I'll take it. Hell yeah. Wait, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't take it. Don't take it. <laughs> no. But anyway, I would have whiffed hard on that hellish rebuke. But now instead, it goes to Norhill. Yeah, uh, he's about that yeah he's about twenty feet down lane from the entrance, so you're about fifty feet from him in total. Okay, so Norhill is going to do uh, that dash hop to get in base to base with Gilmo. Okay, and you can see that he's trying to reload his crossbow very feebly, um, and so you may manage to make up that space and time with your double move. Which, as a dwarf, I guess that took the entirety of the double move to get there. Now, didn't it? Um, <laughs> so you double dash up and you're standing there, shield at the ready, I imagine. Yep, uh, shield at the ready, war pick race. Okay. And so with that, he seems to be kind of scrambling a little bit out of the way. And he says, he says, listen, this was just between me and him. Unless, unless you're trying to, you're trying to, you, do you love her too, dwarf? I don't think that you want to do anything you're going to regret tonight. And you hear a voice from the darkness call out, and he says, Please don't hurt him. He doesn't understand. She's messing with his head. <laughs> I hope this is as surreal as I hope it should look. <laughs> Very surreal. Okay. So good. And so now, um, okay, and that's it for you for the round, right? All right, so now we get to do our first of the death saving throws, which, as part of a campaign thing, I'm going to roll it for you, bud. Why? Because it's more exciting. Do you have any bonuses that apply to it or anything fancy like that? It's just a con save? Just save. a regular D20. Yeah, it's just a... Okay. All right. So now goes to the top of the round to Kalika. All right, uh, Clico looks at Gilmo and uh, sees that he just shot Jarzak and just shouts at him, You sweet bad and you shot my friend! <laughs> Is <laughs> that then, it? No, so how <laughs> close am I? Because I moved up. So You're 35 away. Fucking really? Oh, like, so if I move 30 feet, am I within five feet of him? I'll give you it. Okay, yeah, so I'm going to get into base contact as well and uh, use my dagger to attack him with Booming Blade. Okay, enough with this Booming Blade bullshit. Is this going to be the spell of the campaign? Yes. Is this the one that if they move, they fucking fart and implode? Yes. Oh, good. All right, go ahead. Hit me with it. Uh, I only got an eight. Okay, so then eight, you swing it and you miss. It seems that your buddy Norhill is uh, defending a little too hard. Just couldn't get around him. <laughs> Got it, yeah. Okay, uh, now it goes to Anton. 
Can I do a medicine check on Jarzak, please? To stabilize? Yes, please. Yes, go ahead and roll your medicine. Uh, or don't forget, you can also cast a healing spell to immediately revive him. Because this oh. is fifth edition. Um, I mean, I rolled pretty well on medicine. I got an 18. Okay. I'll have it known she didn't want to waste a spell slot on you. Right. That, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. So you are stabilized. So you managed to stop the bleeding pretty easily as you pull the bolt out and you're like, if this stayed in here, it probably would have been a lot worse, but you managed to pull it out and you put it right back in. Um, so now, um, that was that action. Um, yeah, I guess you still have a move, right? Or is it a full action for that? I'll say it's a pretty easy one. You did well enough. You can move if you want. What would be... And this is fifth edition. You can break up your move however you want. Yeah, but she was already standing there. I didn't know if healing was a full action. Um, you know, I'm not sure if that's a full action or not. It doesn't matter at this point, Ron. Are you moving or not? Oh yeah, I guess. No, I'm not gonna move. If I have to move, I'm gonna like, defend his body. Okay. You mean my mood? Like, we'll say for the ready. for the flavor of things. After pulling it out, you hunker down and defend him from the invisible voice. Yeah. Oh shit, what goes around comes around. Noriko's gonna get shot. You see the crossbow float off the ground. You're like, uh oh. <laughs> this does not bode well. Sneak attack, motherfucker. Um, and he comes out of invisibility. Oh. But, um, okay. And so that's all that it took. You just had to shoot the dwarf. Um, but with that, the uh, uh, Gilmo now at this point takes out a mallet that he had and had been using earlier. Um, which you guys had seen him working with. Uh, and he takes a quick swing in at Norhill. What's your armor class? 18. Okay. So he swings in and dinks off your shield and he says, Just leave me alone! You, the ghost, all of you! She loves me! All she needs is me to keep, keep the cooperage open after hours for her and her friends. Then she'll love me. Always. Oh, that's depressing. And with that, the invisible voice says, are you starting to understand how fucked this is yet? <laughs> My eyes are opening one round at a time. I like the pause there. <laughs> you were like, bah, bah, round, I suppose. <laughs> Depends on the edition, I, I suppose. Um, and so with that, uh, yeah, that's it for that guy that turn. Uh, now it goes straight to Norhill. All right, uh, so Nor Norhill then is going to go and take a swing at him with the war pick. All right, Not lethally. No, you pick that after you kill him. It's fifth edition, baby. Well, uh, as good as it is with an eight. <laughs> Another eight. Hell yeah, eight bros. Um, okay, any other actions? Nope. Okay, and now we go to another Later. death saving throw for Jarzak, who's stabilized, so we don't need uh, that. Now, that's the funky thing about 5th edition. Technically, you're stabilized, but you're unconscious still, right? Yeah, it's a d4, so if you want to roll that to see how many hours I'm down for. <laughs> this combat might drag out. Uh, okay, well, I guess we'll know when it happens. Um, but now, uh, it goes to the top of the round again with Klika. All right. I'm going to take another attack with my dagger. 
That's a Kill little better. That Does guy. a 17 hit. Hell yeah. And this is the booming blade? Yep. So, 7 damage. You kill him. And Unless you don't want to kill him. Yeah, non-lethal. Okay. So you basically just pommel tap him in the side of the head? Uh, well, mostly on the side of the knee so he falls down and then on the side of the head. Oh, yikes. Just a quick first. Just click, uh... <laughs> Very good. Uh, and so with that, he falls to the ground with a... And just falls unconscious to the floor. And you hear the voice behind him start to kind of call out from the darkness. And it says, I appreciate you having the hand to stay violent in this time. He's, he, he does not understand. She is manipulating him. She manipulates everyone. She is evil. I came to stop him. I knew what was going to happen. We met a boy who says that you met some of his Carbock who weren't actually his Carbock and they got bad goat magic from you. I just this whole thing, I'm just picturing that like overexcited four-year-old trying to tell you something vibe. Just yeah. like, and then I saw the thing on the TV, but the TV was the thing that I saw on the thing with the thing, and I'm, yeah. But uh, also, before we dive into that, did Anton want to use a healing spell on Jarzak to instant revive so he's able to be like... Yeah, I'm just, I'm just curious from a player standpoint, is there a, like a difference between cure wounds and healing word? Healing word is yes. broken. And it's very good. Range yeah. cure wounds is better in out of combat or when you're right next to them. So use cure. All wounds. right, then we're gonna do a cure wounds. I'm gonna. How do I do this on the app? Let's cast the spell. Is this an advertisement for the app? Because I feel like D and D and Beyond doesn't want to associate itself with my products. I cast. Yeah, we've got it, several but... letters. <laughs> I haven't opened them yet. I imagine it's fan mail. Whatever. It's <laughs> cease and desist. You first. Never heard of them. <laughs> Ever heard of transforming? Uh, I'm just gonna roll it because I tried to cast it on the website and I don't. Yeah, it's just a D8 plus your what wisdom modifier? Yeah. yeah. Nine points of damage. Oh, <laughs> Let's end this. <laughs> So, All right, so Jarzak uh, comes I'll back. I'll tell you how to do it on the website after. And so with that, he, the, the voice in the darkness, the invisible voice calls out and it says, I, this is what I was speaking of before. I'm seeing much more clarity now. Perhaps my righteous deeds are aiding me. My mind is not so fogged. I, yes, I remember the boys. They... They came to me with such such religious fervor and such a, a a desire to do to do ill in the name of the Dark One Orcus. But yes, I, I taught them the ways of the rites and, and the rituals, but they would not be stopped and they would not be stayed. I preach of of, of caution and patience. Yes. And that is they they would not hear me. And when I left, I assume Olimia took over, and she she must have allowed them to do whatever whatever they needed to do, and I suppose she gave them keys to to all of the all of the tools that they needed to do such dark rites. But they had no control over what they had done. I saw the goats, and I saw the old man kill the boys. I saw you all. I was 
in the bushes. I... Oh, eating berries. Yeah, why, why didn't you help the boys if you were there? He says, I... I'm afraid I don't know. I suppose something stayed my hand. I've been dealing with a lot of, of sense of, I, I, of the guilt, the world's impending feelings of, of doom upon me. I, I had dreams, such strange dreams, and again, they come to me with more clarity, but I just, something stayed my hand, and I couldn't do violence onto anyone, and I wish not to do violence anymore. And again, as he looks over at Kleeka, well, I guess you can't see him look. I take that back. He invisibly looks in that direction as much as you could imagine he would. And he uh, says, you, goblin, you stayed your hand. And such an act of peace, it is blessed. And he says, I, those boys Wait, you that you speak kill of. Him? Kill who? What? You want to kill him? Do not kill him. He is misled. They are all misled. They can see the light now. They must stay yeah, away from this course. He's confused, thinking that she's his. That's not the case. She's mine. Oh, goodness gracious. And he says, she will kill you. She brought you here to put you in a very particularly large barrel. I am most assured of this. Where is it? Show me. <laughs> that barrel won't fit me. Where's the barrel? God damn it. <laughs> He points, but you can't see where. <laughs> and so with Jars. that, but with that, he uh, he says again. He says, "Listen, every one of them here is being deceived. It's one thing to follow a dark master, but it's another thing when this dark master is manipulating people and using these feelings of of loss and a chance at bringing their loved ones back. It, it's it's just." All I can say is I think everybody deserves to hear the truth of their misfortunes and the truth of being lied to rather than to live blissfully in that state of ignorance. And if I can give that to any people, I will do that. He says, whether it be Gilmo or anybody else down there at the, well, at the fort. So you're saying that you worshipped Orcus but the other lady, Olimia, worships Ubulgubul? No, we both worshipped Orcus, but Orcus was not there to answer our prayers. And as he says this, and Jarzak's kind of like dusted himself off and getting the blood out of his shirt and everything, you feel a strange tingle at your, at your, like, your hand that you use to primarily wield your weapon. You feel an odd tingle at your hand when you hear that, where he says, I sense... Someone else was there to answer the prayers, and the name Frazer Blue comes to mind, but I worry that it could have been somebody far more sinister than just a demon prince. That's what I said, Frazer Blue. Yeah, goobla goobla glue. And so he says, I fear that there may be some darker presence afoot. But all I can say is, as he kind of, you know, like almost seems to be vocally gesturing in the direction of, of Antony, says, with the help of the light, people can be saved. And even if it's not through the power of, of gods and, and, and the light, perhaps we can save them with just knowledge. We should tell them and save them if we can. But if they continue to kill people and commit these acts, they must be dealt with. Now, I don't know how you plan on getting to Fort like Southwatch, but that's where we used to hold headquarters. And I imagine they're probably doubling up on security there. 
but that is the source of all that is evil. And I imagine that's where you'll find Alimia. Well, we'd have to find a way to reveal the falseness of your God. Perhaps, if they are to be saved. But if they aren't to be saved, then you must cleanse this evil. Should we put Gilmo in a barrel? Yes. Much of a concert yet. And with that, the, the invisible voice says, he says, did you not hear me when I said he's just misled? Send him back to the jail. Perhaps they'll keep him longer than his uncle will probably... Oh. I'm sure that his uncle will probably Ghost. bail him out in the morning. So, I don't know. The captain had heard quite a bit from from him after locking him up the first time, so I'm imagining I don't know what you should do. And frankly, I don't know what the right choice is here. It's almost like this is a role-playing game with a lot of free options available for you guys to make decisions that have moral impacts in this fictional world that feels a bit Barrel. more than that. Barrel. 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 Jarzak's going to go over to him and be like, you sure you didn't kill him? Wait, to who? To Klika. Yeah, Klika used the... <laughs> Just a pool of blood by his head, like, yeah, I stayed my hand. Yeah, you used the non-pointy bit, okay. Good. And Jarzak's just going to lean down and whisper in his ear, I told you she's mine now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the hand just jerks up. But, um... Oh, God. So with that, the invisible voice says, I'll be of as much help as I can. He says, but I'm afraid I have some difficulty remembering some of the details, but my mind is reaching a point of more acuteness. Perhaps I can be of some service to you, but I don't think we have much time. If you say oh, that you found maybe. somebody in a barrel going down the river... Perhaps that's the method that they're using. Southwatch is on the river. And they always need bodies. And it's almost as if you hear a quiver in his voice, as if making some start, startling realization of like, ooh. <laughs> He's just like, perhaps this, oh my. Maybe maybe you'll remember more if Norhill shoots you again. And he says, by the way, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> He's like, we good, bro? I walked away of peace, man. I was being bedeviled by an apparently mad spirit of some sort. I mean, I resent can you that. Even tell, <laughs> can you even tell if the bleeding stopped? Look, I don't have to explain the intricacies of an invisible curse, okay? <laughs> so if this forge is downriver and the idea is that they have been collecting bodies and sending them from the cooperage to this fort... Undead animals is just the beginning. Perhaps. Perhaps this was... I mean, the boys wanted to practice, and we did not have the bodies for it. He says, I came to this place to start anew with my group. We had tried to seek, you know, knowledge through our god, through Orcus, and it told us to come here. So we found the fort, and we set up, but we were trying to pick off people who we could. Easy targets. People who wouldn't be missed. But Olimia is bold, and she... She took anybody. Clearly. Why was why was this one? And he seems to be kind of like speaking in a direction towards Jarzak and says, why would this one be told to come meet in the dead of night and be jumped by a group of individuals? Because we were trying to have some 
fun and they were here to get her. <laughs> I'm really not sure that's the case at this point. What? What do you mean? I mean that perhaps you were uh, the next target. Yeah, and then she saw you guys and ran off scared. Like, I, I don't... And so uh, it's okay, Jazak. We'll find your girlfriend. Uh, thank you, Klika. Very good, very good indeed. Um, and so at this point, he he says again, "I can be of as much help as I can muster, but I'm afraid there are still clouds in my mind." I try to do my best. Can you lead us to the fort. I don't know what good I can be there. He says, "Why?" I, I refuse to harm them. He says, it's just, it's not my place. I've done enough evil in that lair, and I don't think I can muster that again. Can you direct us to its location? Yes. I said, it's on the river. If you follow the river south far enough, there are ruins of an old fort. Most people avoid it because of the old cemetery on the grounds. But, again, they say it's haunted. The only way... I would find oh, you'd help uh, us is help finding proof of this false god. Other than what you've told us, there is no other proof that if you're speaking to Orcus or someone else of the... I tried to confide in Lumia when I first learned that the one answering my prayers was not Orcus. I tried to confide in Lumia and she turned everyone against me. Strangely enough, my prayers were answered again as I begged for assistance at my moment of most need, and whoever it was in the darkness that did answer my prayers turned me to this, and you can kind of hear his voice bounce as if he, like, looks down and looks up and, like, does, like, kind of flap on his sides as if, you know, I mean, making a point about the fact he's invisible. And he says, whoever it is that answered me, whether it's the Great Tormentor or, or, or Fraser Blue or whoever, they gave me the safety I needed, but I'm afraid I'll go mad if I can't be saved. He says, but when she heard that I wasn't speaking to Orcus. I was labeled as the Grand Betrayer. And they were going to make an example of me. Probably skin me or something. But, anyway. Oh, yeah, mister, what's your name? My name is Shereel. Well, nice to meet you. Uh, I'm Klika. So, at, at the <laughs> cemetery, you're talking about, like, Haunted, like the inn was haunted, or actually haunted? Well, there's a cemetery, and there's definitely something to be said about the darkest shadows are portals and gateways to far dimensions. And I think something looms in many of the shadows of that place, but even I dared not to try to control such shadows. Perhaps, perhaps Alimia was bold enough to try. But I think I might get to fight a ghost. Oh, if you shit. your former companions, can you at least tell us as much as you remember about the layout of the fort and the enemy forces that we might be facing? He says, well, there was the entrance by the river. There was a down grotto down below that you could pass boats into if you wanted to. I imagine that's where the barrels must get picked up. And the downstairs grounds is something of an old dungeon of sorts. Um, probably used by the fort for either keeping prisoners or soldiers or something, but it's a small layout, very few rooms. There's a barracks, a single altar. I know that if she's living in my quarters, there is a secret room where I kept many of the religious rites and many of the treasures we had accrued from the dead. 
But apart from that, there's a secret entrance to that fort. In the main floor, in the main building above ground, there's a hidden portal beneath the old rug. It'll take some digging, but it's the safest way in. But unfortunately, if she is as bold as I think she is, the grounds themselves may be protected by the dead. And I wouldn't be surprised if to keep me out, they may have changed the way that certain things work in that place. Perhaps set up traps specifically for how I know how to get in. Maybe that portal itself is not as safe as you'd think. Perhaps they trapped that specific portal just to catch me. So whatever my information is worth, I can tell you the layout, but I cannot tell you what is safe. So does the party have any like immediate ideas of what they're going to try to do to get in? The only thing I'm worried about is I'm not skilled yet in the ways of like the undead. Well, this seems like a great way for you to like, protect when you level up, it's going to be like that moment where Anton is like, develops that ability to turn the undead because he's well, like, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to see if there's anything I could buy in town or ask assistance of a church. Like, have them do it. Or something. <laughs> yeah, hire a, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you could get some holy water. Hire a priest that does exorcists. Hire a higher level cleric. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, there you go. The fort is... Even a little bit well defended, Rome will certainly not going to get in by you know walking through the front area. Even if we thought we could take the secret door, mm. we'd probably be better off, you know, with some kind of ambush. So, we find four barrels, we put them on a raft. We have an invisible man help us into them, and we just go right in. <laughs> That's actually where, a pretty good idea. Where did you say my barrel was that they made for me? <laughs> Just one big-ass barrel? Oh, I didn't even think about that as a DM, but could you imagine Olivia seeing the big-ass barrel come in and being like, good, they got him. He'll make a fine bodyguard. It's just full of dynamite. That actually just sounds like a good idea. <laughs> okay. And so with that, Shereel speaks from the, silent, from, the, uh, from the darkness, and he says, I'd be more than willing to help you, but I warn you, if you're going to be sneaking in through the grotto, you will be in the belly of the beast, and it will be a hard fight from many. But at least we know that many of the new recruits are probably not actually even working there anymore, whether they be dead or have left. But I would be more than willing to help you all in the barrels and help you down the river. I didn't catch that, Anthony. Uh, that just means that we've got the veterans left to face, the hardened warriors. True. He says, and if I know them as well as I do, many of them took all that Olimia had to say, and they have become even more fervorous in their efforts. So they may be even more fanatical than they were before. But in any case, I can do whatever you need me to do here to assist you in your way, whether it be just loading the barrels or anything else. Loading the barrels is a great start. I don't know if we want to go as soon as now or plan this out a little bit further. He says, well, any later and you guys, this place will probably be crawling, especially if Olimia hears back that those guys never made it. I mean, it could be too late. Yeah, good point. Yeah, if she was looking to have me ship directly to her, uh... <laughs> <laughs> then she'd be expecting me soon. 
It's probably about then a few hours. We might as well get that on some it'll, speedy it'll, delivery. I have a question. Does no. Jarzak have the bottle of uh, Elven Spirit, or did Olympia yeah. have it? No, you still have the bottle of Elven Spirit. Can I borrow that for a moment? Uh, yeah, just be careful. This is strong stuff. Well, I don't think you need to worry about that. Uh, so <laughs> Norhill is going to, you know, open the bottle and he's going to sprinkle a little bit on the bodies. Are you going to make it look so, like they're drunk as shit? Yep. Yeah, one, one, one of them burnt to ash. Death. <laughs> I was going to say, one's a pile of skeleton bones. Like, holy a shit. Classic Cooperage accident. Hey, Cleek, hey, <laughs> I guess you want to sweep this guy up or something? It's not a perfect solution, obviously, but this should perhaps keep Olimia off our trail for a little while. Yeah, we'll confuse the shit out of or him. Or Olimia's informants, at least. <laughs> well, and with that, Shereel says, as he kind of takes a step back when he hears Jarzak mention being delivered overnight, he says, you know, it's not often that an orc of your stature comes through here. Perhaps she was thinking of employing you as some sort of bodyguard, maybe making you a personal pet. She probably is waiting for you, and maybe the altar is already set. I could protect her. I, I'm a big bodyguard. I mean, I could do that job. Damn, no one dark. will touch her. And so with that, does it seem like we're going to load up the barrels? Yeah. Okay. So the last sounds you guys all hear before the sounds of a nice rolling washing of the waves of the river is a soft wooden thunk, thunk, thunk as the tops of the barrels is all locked into place and you hear some muffled reassuring words from the outside of the barrel before you splash in. It's hard to tell exactly what he says, but you hope he's wishing you well. Into the next episode! Hey everybody, it's the Young Grognard here. I want to say thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you have anything you'd like to tell me, any questions or concerns, shoot me a tweet over at YGrognard on Twitter, or send me an email at younggrognard at gmail.com. As always, keep it real, and more importantly, keep it dungeonous. Thanks.